You are listening to the podcast of ASN Kidney News, the news magazine of the nephrology community. ASN Kidney News is a publication of the American Society of Nephrology, the world's largest professional society devoted to leading the fight against kidney disease. I'm Ben Carver of ASN. In this episode, I interview Mark A. Pohl, MD, head of the section of clinical hypertension and nephrology at the Cleveland Clinic and education co-director of the ASN Board Review course and update. Dr. Pohl discusses the 2009 BRCU, its new format, and why you should attend. Dr. Pohl, thank you for joining us. Welcome. Nice to be here. Who should attend BRCU? Well, the people that should attend the BRCU are, of course, people preparing for the board exam and also people that are preparing for the maintenance of certification exam. In addition, however, and very importantly, particularly this year, anybody that is seeking an intense update in nephrology in general, because this exam, possibly more than many of the others, has an update in nephrology emphasis. And uh, we have made great efforts to appeal to individuals that are studying for upcoming examinations as well as to those folks who simply want an intense and sophisticated update in nephrology. BRC was already the primary preparatory course for the ABIM initial certification and MOC examinations in nephrology, yet it has adopted a new format patterned after the ABIM nephrology examination blueprint. Please tell us about this change and why it's important. When Dr. John Burkhart and I were asked to become the directors of the course this year, we were given a charge uh, uh, from the ASN Education Committee as well as the Council to make some alterations in the course and to bring this more in line with an update philosophy. But in the process of doing that and in uh, the process that John Burkhart and I went through to try to uh, meet these goals that I alluded to in your previous question, uh, when we looked at the exams of prior years, it became apparent to us that uh, certain sections or areas that were covered were overdone. In other words, had more time allotted to them than one might have expected from the American Board of Internal Medicine blueprint. And there were other areas that had less time allotted to them than might have been expected from guidelines from the ABIM blueprint. In addition, as we looked at the prior curricula of past years, it became apparent to us that there were carryovers. In other words, certain subject areas which were on a Sunday were finished up on Monday, and certain subject areas that started on a Monday were finished up on Tuesday. And we thought that a lot of the reason for that was when we calculated the number of teaching hours in these various sections. By sections, I mean chronic kidney disease, glomerular disorders, hypertension, electrolyte, salt and water disorders, etc., that we thought that the reason for these overlaps to subsequent days, which Dr. Burkhart and I found a bit confusing, could be avoided if we followed the ABIM blueprint more consistently. For example, if you look at the ABIM blueprint, and anybody who's listening to this can get that online, if you look at the medical content categories that one is tested for on the boards, The ABIM blueprint can tell you quite precisely the relative percentage of questions for those medical content categories. Not only that, it breaks down very nicely the number of questions in specific areas 
of those content categories. For example, kidney transplantation, hypertension, sodium and water disorders, acid-base and potassium disorders account for 10% each of the uh, relative percentage on the ABIM exam. Tubular interstitial and cystic disorders are 6%. Mineral metabolism is 8%. Chronic kidney disease, including the progression of chronic kidney disease, all aspects of dialysis and chronic kidney disease clinic activities like CKD clinics, uh, they account for 14% of the blueprint. Transplantation is about 10%. So we meticulously went through the previous year's uh, examination, and we tried to see what percentage of time was devoted to those medical content categories. And when there was a disconnect between the relative percentages that were asked on the exam versus the percentages that were devoted to the board review course in 2008, we tried to make adjustments so that the course in San Francisco at the end of, in 2009, beginning at the end of August, will have a medical content, a percentage of time devoted to each medical content, which is very consistent with the relative percentage of content areas that were questioned on the board exam in previous years. In addition to board examination preparation, BRCU is the premier comprehensive update for the practicing nephrologist. What will the 2009 course offer to those interested in an update? Well, that's a very important question. I think that, as I, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, when we were talking about who should attend this course, people who are, are preparing for the boards, fellows preparing for the boards, senior nephrologists and practicing nephrologists who want a good update, now this year, more than any other year, the course is going to have an update of flavor. There are many new faculty, and there are many new topics that were never covered before, and we thought that this was important in an update sort of a review week in San Francisco. As you mentioned, the BRCU course faculty is always impressive. Please tell the members about the 2009 faculty. Well, there are 40 faculty this year. There are uh, 13 new faculty in comparison to uh, the 2008 course. There are eight uh, women in nephrology that are on the faculty, or 20% of the faculty, uh, which is in concert with the numbers of women in training uh, and or out in practice. And we have a stellar cast of new uh, faculty as well as uh, some of the old ones. There are six former uh, ASN presidents on the faculty, a number of current counselors of the ASN on the faculty. There is someone on the American Board of Urology that is uh, on the faculty this year because we have a new topic on the first day that's entitled Imaging the Kidney and Urinary Tract and Urologic Conditions that the Nephrologist Must Know, very common issues that the clinical nephrologist counters, and we think that there are a number of those issues that would be good for board exams. So that is what's, I think, a little bit different about the faculty. The faculty has always been a stellar cast of people in nephrology, but I think this year you will find it even stronger. This is your first BRCU as Education Co-Director along with Dr. Burkhardt. Following the success of former Director Patrick Murray, MD, please tell members about your experience thus far. 
My experience of putting together the course uh, this year has really been uh, uh, quite exciting. The comments that I made earlier about uh, trying to streamline the course and adjust it uh, to the ABIM blueprint was quite challenging. That was quite time-consuming. I think we're very, very close to the ABIM blueprint. The second thing that is always exciting is getting the faculty to be part of this course. The faculty has always uh, loved being at the ASN board review course. I myself have been a faculty member at this course for many, many years. It's always a challenge. I remember when we were first given the go-ahead to officially invite a, a faculty Within less than a week, everybody that we asked to be a faculty member said yes, which is a testament uh, to the track record uh, long before John Burkhart and myself that an enthusiasm that this course has generated amongst potential faculty. So with rare exception, they've all said yes, and that I think is one of the uh, nice things about our experience so far. The second thing which is most challenging, I, we're actually in the middle of it right now, is constructing the so-called final exam. The participants, sometime after the course is over, take this online. This year, we've taken great pains to encourage the faculty to submit questions, which John Burkhart and I are sifting through as we speak, and there will be answers given plus detailed explanations. And I can tell you that in wading through these questions that have been submitted, they're absolutely fantastic and a wonderful study tool because the explanations that are given for the answers are uh, like having these faculty person uh, just sitting down with you and talking to you about how to deal with the questions that they've asked. It's too bad we can't use all the questions that have been submitted, but the computer won't accept all the wonderful questions that have been submitted. But John Burkhart and I are doing our best to get a representative number of questions of the hundreds that have been submitted for a reasonable number of questions for uh, the exam, which is focusing on using it as a study tool. We have no intention of this exam being like a practice SAT, where somebody just practices test-taking, as you remember we all did once when we took the SATs. This is meant as a study tool, and I think the attendees this year will find this exam better than ever. What topics are you personally excited about at the 2009 BRCU? Well, you know, I'm a card-carrying clinical nephrologist. I do it every day. I see patients in the office. I see patients on dialysis. I see consults. I cover hospital rotations in all varieties of, of kidney disease. And what I'm struck by are the kinds of patients that the practicing nephrologist gets asked to see. For example, in any given week when I'm working in the clinic, I bet you on a busy day I'd see three patients referred for a reduced estimated GFR. One day last week I saw three patients in clinic with a serum creatinine of one that had reduced uh, GFRs. The referring physician, the uh, family practitioner, referring internist are obsessed about the meanings of GFR, performance equations, how bad is the kidney disease, will it progress, what's the prognosis, etc. And so the board review course this year is going to start out with a marvelous lecture uh, on the assessment of kidney function, GFR, performance equations, monitoring progression of CKD, and interpretation of proteinuria and albuminuria in the urinary sediment, and Dick Lassick, 
who is one of the great people in our field, is going to give that lecture as the initial lecture. I'm very excited about that lecture because it is so practical. At first glance, it doesn't sound as exciting as a sophisticated lecture on acid-base disorders, but in the real world of practicing nephrology in the clinic, that's what one is seeing every day, and it doesn't matter who you talk to that's in the practice of clinical nephrology. That's a terribly important subject, and it is a brand-new subject for this year's BRCU. The second topic that I'm very excited about is a, is a lecture by Marshall Stoller, who's on the American Board of Urology and is the uh, head of urology at the University of California in San Francisco. And he's going to talk about various imaging procedures of the kidney, show multiple examples, and he's going to talk about urologic conditions that every nephrologist should uh, know about. And I'm very excited about that lecture. I'm also uh, uh, very excited about the lecture that Bill Kauser, former ASN president, is going to give on the pathogenesis and mechanisms of glomerular injury. That's going to be the lead-off uh, lecture of the session on glomerular and vascular disorders. And that, of course, is going to be followed by the usual cast of outstanding lectures covering uh, all of the glomerular uh, diseases. I'm particularly excited about a new topic this year, which is going to be in the format of a panel discussion on how to treat refractory glomerular diseases, those patients that we see in the clinic who aren't responding to the usual standard approach to treating a given glomerular disease. And there's also going to be a case-based renal biopsy workshop wherein uh, Agnes Fogo and Helmut Renke will be the pathologists and Jerry Appel, Dick Glassick, and Jay Radkrishnikan will be the clinical discussants. And although those sorts of things have been covered in various ways in the past, I'm not exactly sure about the refractory glomerular disease, that is a brand-new topic, at least in the way it's formatted. And I can tell you the faculty for those sessions have been working very diligently in, uh, in putting together the best teaching cases that they can think of in that arena. The other thing that's new this year is a separate talk on acute and chronic interstitial diseases. Because there's a discrete section on Monday, August 31st, entitled Tubular Interstitial Disorders and Nephrolithiasis, a package of about five hours' worth of work, which will cover the acute and chronic interstitial diseases, and Jerry Appel is doing that one. Then something new this year is a separate lecture on clinical pharmacology. George Aronoff, one of the world's authorities in clinical pharmacology in patients with a kidney disease from the University of Louisville, is going to talk about principles of drug prescribing in CKD, acute kidney disease, and end-stage renal disease, a very, very important topic. He will also review drug intoxications, and he will also review uh, drug-induced hypertension. Another uh, new concept this year, which was an idea that John Burkhart had, and he indicates to me that it's been very successful in the peritoneal dialysis meetings, are uh, rotating sessions as relating to peritoneal dialysis. There will be rotating sessions regarding uh, the approach to volume overload in the peritoneal dialysis session and rotating sessions regarding hemodialysis vascular access issues, thrombosis, stenosis, and infections. And that's a new look and a new way of presenting these materials. Now, my former fellows who have recently taken the boards complained to me that in past years there wasn't enough about 
what the clinical nephrologist should do every day uh, in the clinic with regards to uh, guidelines and how to manage uh, patients with regards to parathyroid hormone, vitamin D, EPO, all the usual things in a discreet lecture. So we've asked Jerry Yee to talk about how to manage your patient with CKD, what you should be doing in your CKD uh, clinic. That's just a highlight of some of the new wrinkles. We have additional new talks on epidemiologic observations in CKD and ESRD by Linda Speck, uh, who's uh, on the ASN Council. Uh, uh, we have uh, Laura Dembar talking about hemodialysis uh, access issues. We have Agnes Fogo from Vanderbilt, who is going to talk about selective genetic diseases of the kidney. That's new. And then in addition to all of those new things, we have the usual standards that are, have been on the board review course uh, uh, schedule year after year, fluid electrolytes, acid base, mineral metabolism, etc. I'm pleased to say that in the section on the first day on fluid electrolyte disorders, one half of the teaching, one half of the teaching will be in case-based workshops. We've taken great pains this year in new philosophy to have new teaching tools to try to teach more of this materials in case-based interactive sessions. We're going to try to use as much of the audience response system as we can. I've already mentioned the final exam and our philosophy of the final exam. And uh, so I think that a lot of the teaching not only will happen on site, but will happen in the final exam. I think that at least a third of the acid base and potassium uh, uh, section, which is going to be 10% of uh, uh, the curriculum as it's 10% of the ABIM blueprint. That will be in uh, uh, case discussions. There will be case discussions regarding stones. There will be case discussions regarding the mineral metabolism material. There will be a panel on hypertension. There will be case discussions on acute kidney injury, hepatorenal syndrome, the cardiorenal syndrome, and ICU nephrology. Hepatorenal syndrome and cardiorenal syndrome are frequent reasons for consultations in major medical centers, and we wanted to be sure uh, that those areas were covered in great detail, uh, consistent uh, with the type of consultations that we all see in practice. Mark A. Pohl, head of the section of clinical hypertension and nephrology at the Cleveland Clinic and education co-director of the ASN board review course and update. Thank you for joining us. Thanks very much. Look forward to seeing you all in San Francisco. ASN Kidney News is available for free in North America and is a publication of the American Society of Nephrology, the largest professional society devoted to leading the fight against kidney disease. ASN and its 11,000 members promote expert patient care and advanced medical education and research. To subscribe to Kidney News or learn more about the Society, visit ASN online at asn-online.org. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology.